Jesus said, Let your light shine before others, so that they may see your good works, and give glory to your Father who is in heaven. Every good endeavor is a gift from God. Here on Faith Marketplace Radio, you'll be inspired, equipped, and encouraged in your work as you hear business leaders share how their faith impacts their work. Joining us every Saturday at noon on AM 1160, Hope for Your Life. For Faith Marketplace Radio, here's Marketplace veteran and your host, Bob Lambert. Hey, good afternoon out there for everybody in the universe. Uh, we're streaming this out all over the country and all over the world, actually. If you got the, you can go up and download the AM 1160 app and hear us from anywhere. But here at Faith Marketplace, we equip individuals, entrepreneurs, small business owners with resources plus community to make a kingdom impact to glorify our mighty God while gaining inspiration from marketplace leaders. And boy, I've got a couple of great ones today. Again, I'm Bob Lambert, the host of Faith Marketplace and the founding partner of the Samurai Business Group. At Samurai, we offer entrepreneurs, individuals, small mid-market companies, and their teams advanced business development and sales skills. Most of our clients report that they have doubled or tripled their top-line revenue within 12 to 18 months. At Samurai Business Group, we say we put the win back in your sales. And boy, I've got two exceptional gentlemen on the, on the program today, both Buckeyes, my home state. Uh, first up, I'd like to introduce you to Roy Holcomb. He's the regional manager and uh, ministry consultant for G7 Network and also Enjoy Stewardship. Welcome, Roy. Thank you, Bob. Great to be here. Yeah, I you know we we've got a lot in common. We're going to get into that a little bit later in the show, but uh, you know I want to first ask you. You had a good quote that you shared with me. Um, why don't you share that with the audience? And why was that important to you? Great. Yes, um, it's a popular one from the Bible, uh, Philippians four thirteen. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Written by the Apostle Paul while he was in prison. It's a wonderful book and a, my life scripture ever since uh, I've known Jesus. All right. <laughs> That's great. So uh, in this interview, what do you want these listeners to take away today, Roy? Sure. Thank you, Bob. Uh, primarily the power of God in the marketplace where we spend most of our lives. Right. Uh, how, to, you know, how to walk out your faith while working. Uh, a lot of Christians leave their faith in the pews on Sunday and how God can use your profession to expand his kingdom. Uh, it's just the calling of Christ, walking at your faith diligently and deliberately uh, while you're working. It makes a huge difference in, in the lives of believers and those around them. Man, I love that, man. You know, uh, <laughs> and, and, you know, the beautiful part about that, Roy, is what you're doing in the marketplace. That is so perfect that you want people to take this away today because, as you know, the part of this whole show is how do you connect your faith and work? And uh, later in the show, we're going to give some of uh, the listeners real practical applications of how we're doing that, aren't we? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, listen, let's let the, let the listeners know uh, a little bit about your testimony. So uh, did you grow up a baby bounce, a Christian boy? <laughs> Unfortunately, no. I uh, was raised in the church, but uh, didn't want to know Jesus until I became 28 years old, 10 years out of, after church, after high school. Um, I was a prodigal for the most part. I, I, knew, I knew that Jesus existed, but I didn't want him in my life. And then my mother finally convinced me 10 years, uh, 30 years ago, uh, on October 22nd, through a false prophecy that was uh, being advertised in USA Today. It's a pretty cool story. 
there's a certain denomination that twice in one week in October paid for a full page ad in the USA Today. And um, it stated that Jesus was coming back on October 28th. And it was October 22nd. My mom called me up uh, from out of state and explained it to me and said, you know, Roy, if he does come, uh, he's not taking you with him unless you ask him to forgive you forgive you for your sins so oh, immediately wow. the fear yeah fear of god came into my heart and i went upstairs and prayed and had a radical transformation uh which has created uh, the career path i've taken uh up until this point uh, which we'll get into in the next segment but uh i i had a pauline uh, uh salvation experience if i was on a horse i would have been knocked off or a donkey uh, that type of salvation. So uh, it's been fun. It's been great. And uh, I'm really looking forward to sharing more uh, for, of my testimony through what I've been doing in the marketplace. Yeah, but you had to kind of uh, revealed itself the next day, didn't it? Uh, the next day? Yeah. After I got saved? Yeah, I mean, that evening, uh, basically, I lived in South Jersey near Philadelphia, which is Quaker country. I actually became a Quaker and then uh, when the Holy Spirit uh, filled me, I, my body shook, and I was a, actually able to see a vision of the Holy Spirit. So it was a very radical transformation. The next day uh, was probably the greatest day of my life. I wish I could repeat it every day because wherever I went, whatever I did, uh, whatever any sense that I was using, I was thinking of Jesus. And it was just a wonderful day. Uh, it's as close to heaven as I've been, and uh, would love to stay there and help others achieve the same. <laughs> I love it, man. That's a great, that is a bit of a transformation, I would say. Uh, definitely, you know. Hey, well, you know, uh, since then, Roy, as you know, getting into your professional career, because what age were you when that happened? 28. It was almost You're 28. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how did this change, you know, when you got more into your professional career? What changed? Well, basically, I focused on, after a while on uh, doing Christian uh, businesses like I work for the Christian Blue Pages, which is a Christian business directory. This is over 20 years ago, uh, where I could only work with Christians to uh, uh, promote their faith publicly in a in a business directory that was published throughout Ohio, Kentucky, and Indiana. And simultaneously, I was a youth pastor at Calvary Chapel Columbus, a lay chapter. I wasn't getting paid for it, but I did that for a number of years. And then simultaneously, I helped create the Christian Business Network the predecessor right. of G7 in Ohio. So a lot to <laughs> share it. there as well. Yeah, a lot to share. Hey, well, uh, in G7, just we're going to get into that a little bit more, but let's talk a little bit about Enjoy. What is it? What's Enjoy, and, and what are you doing for them? Great, thank you. Enjoy Stewardship Solutions is celebrating its 30th anniversary this year. It was founded by Pastor John Maxwell, a very well-known leadership yep. uh, coach and consultant and pastor. Uh, he no longer owns the company, but uh, he founded it because uh, when he was pastoring here in Ohio, he couldn't find a fundraising uh, consultant that understood pastors. So uh, that's who we work with. We help churches raise capital uh, to be fully funded churches and, and expand any ministry God wants them to. Yeah, and you said it was 30-year-old. So what's the distinction for Enjoy versus anything else? Because I know these churches and pastors get inundated with a lot of stuff so what's the distinction for you guys 
Good question. Um, again, we really only work with churches exclusively, number one, mainly mm -hmm. from John Maxwell's vision and passion. Uh, we've helped 5,000 churches raise over $5 billion in just 30 wow. years. We, wow. we don't take any piece of that pie. We just have a flat rate. It's paid monthly. It's very affordable. We're a partner. Uh, coach, consultant with the leadership team of a church and using all biblical principles to help them disciple their their congregation while uh, raising capital to do whatever God wants them to do. Well, take me through a little bit of that. So when you engage with a, a pastor or a church, what is it that you share with them and how, and how do you do this? Uh, how do you go about doing it? <laughs> That's a great question. I don't know if we have enough time yeah. uh, to answer that, but I may, what, what I basically do is I'm prospecting, uh, I'm cold calling. Mainly, uh, a lot of pastors already know who we are. They often come to our website and download free content, stewardship solutions that are phenomenal, scripting, uh, uh, you know, uh, end-of-year giving solutions. We give a lot of content away. So we like to keep in touch with those folks because we can help them with either three free tools or, or a consultant or coaching uh, tool uh, added on. Uh, so we can do anything for any church. There's a lot of churches that don't know how to raise money. Uh, right. They don't they're not comfortable talking about it from the pulpit. Uh, and it's the one topic Jesus spoke about the most was money. Yep. So uh, we, we, we're just trying to expand the kingdom, help people do it biblically, and make a big difference in their community and around the world. Again, it's whatever God wants them to do, we want them to be able to afford it. Yeah, that's great, Roy. Yeah, how do yeah. we, uh, let's let the, 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 uh, the, the followers here today just know how do they get a hold of you and how do they find out more sure. about this? Because there, there's people are sitting in the congregation saying, Jesus, first time I heard about this. So how can we encourage them to get a hold of their pastors? What do they what do they have to do to do that, to get a hold of you? Well, sure. Yeah, no, it's very easy. Uh, I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Roy okay. Holcomb, uh, it, primarily. Uh, you'll find me on our website, enjoystewardship.com. Uh, very easy to get a hold of. Uh, my job, again, is interviewing pastors and or their church leaders who okay. need to raise capital. And my job is to get to know them, find out what their needs are, and figure out the best solution for them uh, at that time. And we really have solutions that can last at least 10 years if one church wow. wants to partner with us. That's how many solutions we have. But I'm very wow. accessible. and would lo I love pastors. I am one and would love to just have a conversation. That's all I do. That's a, I love it, man. That is fantastic. And uh, would you say that number was how many billions of dollars? Uh, over five billion. Five billion. My goodness. Yeah. Oh, wow. Well, folks, get out there and check out Roy, both in LinkedIn, but also at Enjoy. Uh, and that's what I N J O Y dot org or dot uh, com. Uh, yeah, enjoystewardship.com. Uh, okay. If they just put Enjoy, it'll show up on Google. Okay. Mm -hmm. That's great. Well, listen, I'm proud to announce that and welcome Inbound Studios is a sponsor of Faith Marketplace. They have generously provided their talent expertise to develop and maintain the Faith Marketplace website. Marshall Mullet, the owner, has a mission to help small and mid-market businesses be more effective and efficient, uh, getting results from their technology. With their vast experience, Inbound Studios builds websites using inbound marketing methodology that provides a beautiful visitor experience they did the, the faithmarketplace.com website go out and check it out 
So I encourage you to check it out at inboundstudio.studio. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here with my guest, Roy Holcomb, the regional manager and ministry consultant for both G7 Networking and Enjoy Stewardship. And that's spelled I-N-J-O-Y, as you might have heard earlier. Welcome back, Roy. (laughs) Thank you, Bob. Hey, Roy, in this segment, what I'd really like to, to share with our, our audience is uh, basically, uh, what do you give God glory for? Boy, that's a, another long answer to a short question. Um, <laughs> yeah, basically, you know, I, I you know, in, in really primarily a lot of my career, I've, I've been wanting to connect believers in the marketplace. So I give praise uh, to God for using me to lead and connect business professionals in the marketplace uh, to fulfill their vision and mission for Christ and for their business simultaneously. Uh, that is their mission field. And, uh, boy, it, it just revolutionizes the world. I do believe the, the final um, uh, revival will be through the marketplace. And uh, it will also be the first thing to be destroyed in the uh seven-year tribulation so we've got a lot of work ahead of us <laughs> but well, uh, that's I, I, you're basically you're picking up on what billy yeah. graham said you know that the next revival will be in the marketplace so i'm glad that hopefully yeah. we're being a part of that you know <laughs> that's right Absolutely. Hey, uh, what what kind of action do you take as far as how do you incorporate your faith into your work and give me a story about that too if you could real quickly sure great question i have the the four p's is is what i rely on for marketplace ministry and it's prayer is the first p the second p is plug in uh, the third p is persuade and the fourth p is preserve so mm-hmm. nothing can happen without prayer the holy right. spirit will not move unless you're talking to him and he's talking to you uh, we must be called and led by god that and it's only done through prayer and faith uh, then plug in you can't just pray, you got to act on it. You must be involved and do something. Like James tells us, be a doer, not just a believer. Uh, and then finally persuade, well, th- number three is persuade. You must share that which God has given you. The mina of the gospel is meant to be shared. And, and we spend 70 plus percent of our lives in the workplace. That's where we're supposed to be sharing. Uh, and finally, that's persu- uh, persuade. And then finally is preserve. Uh, we must make disciples. That's the great commandment. Uh, and you can make disciples at work uh, with your clients, with your prospects, with your vendors. And finally, it preserve us, preserves us in the spiritual warfare, which is really what we're in right now, the end time deception. And it's a very difficult time for people and they need to turn to God for the answer. There is no other answer. And so that's what I kind of practice and preach in the marketplace to help people uh, grow their faith while I'm growing mine. 
That's fabulous, Roy. <laughs> well yeah. said, you know. Hey, um, let me ask you, you know, we often ask this question, people. What, you know, being the mature adult that you are now, <laughs> what words of wisdom would you have given to your younger self? And, and why those particular words of wisdom? Sure. No, absolutely. Uh, well, first and foremost, do not procrastinate when it comes to your salvation or your mm. walk with the Lord. Do not procrastinate with anything. Uh, let the Holy Spirit into your life uh, before it's too late. I was 28. Nine out of ten believers come to Christ by the age of 18. I was way outside the curve. Uh, do not forsake discipleship, uh, your sanctification process, uh, your relationship with Jesus, and the gathering of the saints. Uh, don't forsake any of that. In other words, surrender everything you are and everything you have to him and don't let anything get in your way. And a good story to add on to the last question is how do I walk out my faith and, and keep this going is I, I share with people when I was with, when I was with the Christian Blue Pages about a little over 20 years ago, I was driving on a freeway near the home where I live now, uh, go, going to an appointment and I was talking to a gentleman by the name of Jack O'Ryan. And uh, I've met with him before and he wasn't a Christian. But he really wanted to advertise in the Christian Blue Pages, and you had to be a Christian to do that. So anyway, mm-hmm. uh, I led him to the Lord while I was driving. He got into the uh, directory, and within a year, he went on to be the, with the Lord. He died. So uh, great, oh my great goodness. example. Oh, my what, goodness. What God can do. Well, let's transition over here to our next guest, uh, and that is um, Michael Dirks. He is the, um, he's at Truth, to, uh, Truth at Work. Uh, he's also a chapter president of one of the um, uh, G7 groups also. So welcome, Michael. Hello, hello. So, I, uh, Michael, let's, uh, you had a good quote, too, that you shared with me. So what is it? Let's the listeners know that. And then why is that important to you? Well, this is kind of the, the motto of the, the business, Truth at Work. And that's just we're bringing Christian business owners into community to navigate the intersection of faith and business. And that's kind of the, the thrust of what truth of work is all about. And and that's what I've stepped into. I love it. So what, uh, from that, what kind of uh, key takeaways do you want the audience to get from our talk? Well, I mean, our group is truth of work is really built around helping business owners. So the first thing is kind of what are the, the struggles of a Christian who's running a business or leading a business? What are some of the key struggles that they're facing? And then how can they find or the and really the value of having a safe, confidential community in which they can they can step into and and work through some of those challenges? Yeah, and that's huge. You know, I... I uh, was a member of one of those groups for about a decade, and I can tell you, it changed my life, Michael. And I'm I'm sure you see that with your with your members, right? Life change. Oh yeah, yeah. You I know? mean, it can be incremental and it can be transformational, depending on uh, you know. Some things are funny, but yeah, some things are pretty tr- transformative. You know, I, unlike Roy, where he came to the Lord at 28, it took me till I was 52, okay? Yeah. <laughs> so I was a late adopter, Roy. Just a little bit behind you there, buddy. Hey, well, listen, uh, Michael, let us let me talk about this a little bit here, too, is to uh, share. Why don't you share a bit of your testimony? Did you come out of Bouncing Baby Christian Boy? Well, not really. I was born into a what we one would call a moralistic family. 
So I went to church, but the gospel was not preached there. But mm. God intended for me to be part of his kingdom. So he put a, uh, a youth director who was a Christian into the youth group. And he was the one that at age 17 led me to the Lord. And, uh, you know, it wasn't dramatic like Roy's. It was just a recognition of my sinful nature, the need for Christ. What I remember most because of the background was he would constantly, I would say, I'm walking the fence and I'll make a decision when I'm older. And he would keep <laughs> saying, it's, it's not a fence, it's a razor blade. Wow. And and that finally, it took about a year and a half, but that finally hit my soul and uh, brought me to Christ. Wow. So when when that happened, what, what how did that manifest itself, Michael? When you know you saw, start to see this change or that whole conversion for you? Yeah. Well, um, actually, the funny thing was when when we came back, it was at a church camp that that happened, mm -hmm. and uh, the the church that I was going to had some of us instead of a sermon, uh, had some of us uh, share our experience at church camp. Mm. And, and so I had the chance to share the gospel in front of this church that hadn't heard the gospel wow. in years. And uh, interestingly enough, the, the older people in the church you know, that were probably grandparents' age came up and said they hadn't heard that in years. And wow. then those that were in their 30s, 40s, 50s came up and said, don't worry, you'll grow out of this. <laughs> so that told me that it probably wasn't a place that I was going to grow as a Christian. And so the Lord took me out of there into good Bible fellowship. And, uh, um, you know, obviously with any Christian walk, there's ups and downs. But the Lord has sustained me for many years because I'm way past the age of 17. <laughs> yeah. And so uh, in that walk, you know, particularly as you got out in your career, uh, how did that manifest itself, Michael, as you, in the different iterations of your career? Yeah, so I'll give you the thumbnail sketch. I was 20 years in corporate America in the IT world, mm -hmm. and I found I was an outlier. I didn't conform to the politics of uh, corporate America. Um, and so in 2003, I transitioned out of that and started my own company and bought a franchise that does leadership training and development. Um, it's You would call it a covert uh, Christian tool process. Um, mm -hmm. And then during that, the, the Lord laid on me the idea of these peer networks or peer groups um, actually, I got approached by a, uh, a secular organization asking if I'd be interested in leading something here in Columbus. And, and in prayer, the Lord was, was pressing on me being intentional. And so it took me, I, I made that move in 2015, but actually took two years through some trials and, and obstacles that were put in front to confirm my calling to this. Um, I launched in 2017. Okay, so help me understand a little bit more about Truth of Work. What you know, uh, wh where is that headquarters? Is that the one in Indianapolis? That is in Indianapolis. Started yeah. in two thousand, uh, and there's about thirty of us across the country now. Okay, well, we'll get into that in a little bit more in this next segment. Okay, 
Again, uh, folks, get out there and check out faithmarketplace.com. We've got lots of stuff out there, all the podcasts for probably goes back now about six years. I can't believe we're going into our 10th year, over 800 interviews. So go out there and check it out. We've got a lot of good material. Also, this time of year, I'm thankful if you hit that donation button and give us a little something to support this ministry. I'd really appreciate that. And uh, we're praying for everybody, so we want to make sure that everybody is uh, going into a holiday season, is getting what they want, uh, you know, and also the provision that they are praying for, uh, because I know that's a difficult time sometimes for us. So uh, we're going to be right back here with my guest, Michael Derricks, and, uh, and check it out. This is Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, welcome back here. I'm with my special guest, Michael Derricks. He is the uh, chapter president of Truth at Work, and we'll get into a little bit more of what he does here. So, um, you know, Michael, let's explain to you, explained a little bit that this is kind of a, a uh, business yeah. owner group, right? Yes, yeah. Business okay. owner and, and key leaders. Uh, and key in leaders. Yeah. Okay. So what does an ideal client look like for that? You know, the, the uh, ideal client is, is that person who either owns or is leading an organization, a division director, uh, a C-suite that has a Christian faith that just is, is finding that they're, they're struggling and just need a community where they can engage. And, and I say, take the mask off and be authentic. Yeah. Now, uh, having a little bit of knowledge about these groups, having been in one for about a decade, um, you know, I, I think one of the things, too, that uh, was really important is it's highly confidential, right? Yeah, the, it's a safe, confidential community. The, the group is, is limited to, you know, 10 to 12, maybe 14 members. And, and they, I mean, they live life together for years. I've got members who are, you know, four or five years into this. And yeah. just... It's a, a deep space for them to be in. And do these uh, companies or these businesses, are they of a certain size or do you go into size big ones? Yeah, actually with Truth of Work, we, we have uh, business owners who may be running a $100 million business sitting next to somebody who's running a half a million dollar business. Okay. So we don't really segregate by size. Um, in fact, the testimony of the person who's running a hundred million says, I need that guy that's running the half a million dollar business to keep me real. <laughs> I love it. Now, is this strictly business conversation? Or is there also personal stuff in there? It, it covers everything because it all intersects. You, you know, if people can bring their, their business at, to home and their home into, to business and marriages are being saved because, Somebody has fallen in love with their business and needs to be called out on it. Boy, you said it right there, Michael. I know that my biggest mistress through all my business career has been my has been work. Yeah, and I I got that revelation given to me many years ago, and boy, did that wake me up. You know, <laughs> and, and uh, many, I'd never many heard that times, before. Yeah, I thought many, mistresses were opposite sex or something, but yeah, boy, no, it's that, what that was a big one. Yeah. So what? What problems do you help these leaders over uh, overcome or, or help with? Man, or well, solve? you know, fundamentally, the, they're lonely because they've got no place to go. Mm -hmm. They're isolated because they're so busy in the business that they don't have that community. And then they're just overwhelmed with 
what we call the, the servant steward dilemma. Mm. And it's a tension because I run in a business and I have to be faithful at that, but I also have people that work for me and they have families. And how do I care right for them? And sometimes those intersect and, and create tension. And, and the group has that space where we can talk through and work through that and just bring that godly counsel. So we kind of bring three principles. In the counsel of the godly, there's victory. And then iron sharpens iron, so we build in that accountability. And then we focus on we want to lead with integrity of heart and a skillful hands. So we want to be excellent in the marketplace while being highly ethical or have high integrity. So uh, I'm assuming that there's a lot of scripture or, or Bible that's brought into this, you know, that reinforces what you're talking about. Yeah. You know, we, we seek from wisdom on high and then we look at practical um, examples that we've journeyed through. So it's a blending of how do we bring the perspective of God in and, and that's different than the world's. And then, you know, what have I done in my business that might help navigate this issue? Okay. If I can give a quick story, I had one guy yeah. who, you know, he was coming in and saying, guys, I'm not going to be able to make payroll tonight. Mm. And I don't know what to do because the, the funding source that I have to help me, I found out that he's making money illegally. I can't take that money. It's dirty. And he made the decision not to be unequally yoked. Council around the table was around that. He decided not to, to take that money. The phone rang as he left the, the, the meeting with somebody who owed him $3,500. When he got to his office, he had two um, purchase orders with down payments. And he got a call from a friend of his who said, I just feel compelled to invest in your business. So he made this decision not to take dirty money and trust the Lord. And the Lord immediately honored that. Wow. Wow. That's a great story. I know that when I was in one of the peer groups I was in for almost a decade, we had many stories like that. But why I kind of prompted you about the personal side, I found that we— we spend a lot of time on our own personal stuff, you know, internally, because, again, being driven business owners and, and really head down at that, we lose that perspective. And you yeah. said it very well. My my, I know for many of uh, the, the groups of people who are in the group, we have males and females that they, they openly admitted that, you know, that it became their mistress. You know, yeah. they were taking too much time away from their family. But uh, also God things. I mean, we had a, a member that came in uh, in our group, uh, was a new Christian, and uh, and we got around him, and he literally was about a um, a thirty million dollar business, and he grew that business in three years to three hundred million by surrendering it to the Lord. It was yeah. a phenomenal story, and and one that was uh, went you know uh, Chicago land wide because of of him actually letting go. And letting yeah. God, and it was fan And I'm sure you experienced kind of the same thing, Michael. Oh, oh, hey, yeah. So, um, what do you give God praise for in your business? Um, just I'll tell. You, uh, here's here's what I give Him praise for. I know I wrote something down. I, I get that you know that every member uh, and their ability to impact the kingdom. But 
probably the thing I give him praise for is he takes my hand off the steering wheel. <laughs> yep. I, I like order and an agenda and a certain segment of how things are going to go. And within five minutes of the meeting, he reminds me who's in charge. I love it. So uh, I know you got a story around how you incorporate your faith. Why don't you share that with the audience? Yeah. Um, you know, the fun thing about True the Work is we're we're able to get those owners out of the front lines and kind of back to re-equip. So we can have conversations that float from cash flow to personal issues to scriptural challenges all in one breath. (laughs) It's not like we have to take one hat off and put another hat on. It's just the, the, the natural flow of conversation. Yeah, that is terrific. And, uh, so let, let's, let me ask this, just in the context of people know, uh, how long are these meetings, and, wh- and wh- when are they? Yeah, so we meet once a month, and our meetings are four hours long. So it's a, it's a, a lengthy commitment, but we found that's the only way to build the, the depth and the confidence that you need to have to have those confidential conversations. Yeah. Now, has anything happened in between meetings at all? Yeah, we encourage that they meet up whether for coffee, a phone call, touch points, um, you know, just to get together to com- continue the, the conversation and the community. Now, do you also offer, Michael, personal coaching? I mean, if somebody wants that. That, that is an option. It's not part of the Truth of Work model. Some of the other groups out there have that built in. Ours is an optional. I see. Okay. Well, that's a good one. Um, I'll, I I... I I see you kind of, you know, that you, what words of wisdom would you give into your younger self uh, at your mature age? <laughs> yeah. Uh, and the verse that just keeps going into my mind is trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. Cause you know, and in all your ways submit to him and he will make your paths straight. You know, I know that was Solomon. He talked about that to yep. the, the son, but don't we all need that as even as an adult. But if I were to talk to myself 20, 30 years ago, it's so hard to really trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. Boy, well said. It is. And uh, a lot of wisdom in that, but you're right. Yeah. It is hard, right? Because yeah, <laughs> there's most 20 year olds think that they have their own understanding that surpasses anybody else's. <laughs> At least yeah. I did 20. Yeah. Uh, you got any? You got another story there as to uh, some of the outcomes uh, within your group there? Yeah, I mean, probably this is more of a, a simple story, but it just shows you the, the the value of the group. It was a a personal story. A guy came in. It was a a blended marriage, and and he was just really frustrated. His six his thirteen year old stepdaughter didn't think he knew anything, mm. and he didn't know how to navigate that. And of course, the answer at the table was, she's a 13 year old. <laughs> it, it had nothing to do with you being a stepdad. It's <laughs> just, she's a 13 year old. So, I mean, that's a simple one. But, you know, other ones, actually, we're working with a company right now who's going through the sale of her business and navigating the, the challenge of doing that well. Yeah, that's a great one. So, real quick, uh, what's interesting, cool, and, and uh, amazing about you? Uh, not much, but what I really, 
No, really. I mean, I'm a pretty, pretty simple guy, but I'm a woodworker. I love working with uh-huh. wood, making toys and furniture for my family. Boy, I'll bet you're a, a popular guy in your family. <laughs> <laughs> hey, well, listen, folks, stand by. We're going to be right back with Roy and Michael, and we're going to roundtable a topic on G7 networking. So I know you're going to want to listen to that and, and all the stuff that comes along with it. So uh, please stay with us here. I'm going to be, again, talking with Roy Holcomb and Michael Derricks uh, for um, what we're doing with G7 nationwide, okay? Chicagoland's place to inspire, equip, and encourage Christian business leaders. Faith Marketplace Radio. Hey, we're back here again with my guests Roy Holcomb and Michael Derricks, and we're going to roundtable tonight for you uh, G7 networking because we're involved. So, Roy, I'm going to start with you. Roy is the regional manager for G7 in Ohio. Again, uh, my home state. Go Buckeyes, <laughs> especially mm-hmm. coming up this Saturday. Uh, but yes, I would sir. like to uh, uh, find out from you, Roy, uh, you know, what is G7 and why Why did you get involved in it? Well, G7, uh, I usually introduce it in each chapter meeting as the only uh, business referral networking organization for Christians in Ohio. Now, it is in other states, naturally. It's national. But uh, that's one reason I took on this opportunity is I couldn't find a Christian business networking uh, group. Uh, and I was able to found one back in the year 2000. And that that just bursted into multiple states. It was a great experience. I was the uh, founding uh, executive secretary, membership director, uh, held those positions for four years and watched it grow as far as Virginia to the point where the Christian Broadcasting Network sent us a letter to cease and desist using the acronym acronym CBN. Mm. Wow. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Wow, that is interesting. So how long have you been involved as a regional manager now, Roy? Yes, uh, about a year after I met okay. you. Uh, you. You introduced <laughs> me to G7, and yeah. I took on the opportunity at the end of December. Our first chapter was launched in February, which I, I'm the president and Mike's the vice president. Uh, We've added another chapter in the last uh, couple months in Marysville. The first Honda Motor Company plant in America is located there. And we've got several others popping up. Uh, But that's that's why I joined G7. Yeah. Well, Michael, you're a vice president of the chapter. So how did you get involved in this thing? Well, I mean, probably the biggest reason is is the guy that introduced me to it which is Roy I love him he's been a (laughs) friend and and I was part of that CBN and so when he reached out to me it was a no-brainer because I trust Roy and I know if he's going to have his hands in it it's going to be an excellent organization so from your perspective what makes this unique or different from from what you've been exposed to I mean, probably the two biggest things is it's the monthly meeting instead of the weekly meeting, which is good for me because of time commitments and that. And second is just the the infusion and integration of the uh, uh, the message of God in the in the in the meeting, whether it's the the testimony, the the uh, um, the, the devotional, or just. Even the, the the quality of people in the room, you can just, you know, it's the God presence in that meeting. Yeah. So, Roy, maybe you could share with the audience, what does a, a monthly meeting look like, and how long is it, and what do you guys do during that meeting? 
Great question. That uh, def That's how we got the G7 in our name. There's seven Gs to the order of a chapter meeting. Uh, they're typically 90 minutes long, uh, either over breakfast or lunchtime. It just depends on the chapter. Uh, but the first G is gospel, and the first thing we share is a gospel devotional message, just a, a few minutes long, just to get everybody in the right wavelength. Uh, the second G is group, and that's where everybody, including uh, visitors, get to introduce themselves briefly and answer a uh, icebreaker question to lower the, any tension in the room. And then the third G is grade, and that's where we rev review our uh, goals and measurements from our app, our mobile app. We keep track of every referral we give, every referral that's closed, the, the dollar amount, one-to-one uh, -one meetings that we have, or triad meetings we have, prayer requests. We keep track of a lot of things, and we like to identify our progress every month during that uh, grade portion. And then the, the fourth G is my favorite. It's God. Mm. And that's where a member, another member gets up and shares their testimony or uh, what God's doing in their lives, just to, what we did earlier on this show. Uh, and mm. then the, uh, the fifth G is uh, grow, and a third member gets up and does a presentation on how we can grow personally, professionally, or spiritually. Mm. That's part of our mission and vision is to grow each other's revenue while we grow each member personally, professionally, and spiritually. So that grow portion is typically uh, where the member uh, really shares their expertise on the professional level, but it can very easily incorporate ministry. It can incorporate the family. It's a great time to share a grow message. And then the final two Gs are like most other private uh, referral networking organizations. It's get and give. Get is where everybody in the room shares what they need. And then we go back around and give uh, what we can to them as far as a referral, uh, a request for a one-to-one -one meeting, or whatever their needs may be, prayer. So that's a, that's a G7 meeting right there. Wow. So Michael, as the vice president of, uh, of a chapter, what's your responsibilities? What do you do? Well, probably the two biggest things outside of just being a cheerleader to Roy is, <laughs> uh, you know, making sure that people are tracking their activities, their their connections, whether it's one-to-ones, their their uh, referrals, the results from that, and then getting a good lineup, you know, because that's so important in the, the flow of the meeting that we have the right people sharing those things and just kind of coaching them through so that they're doing it well. Mm, yeah. What uh, what kind of results, Michael, have you been seeing from the group uh, in that period of time? You know, well, first, the the, uh, the engagements from the presenters have been phenomenal and good feedback on, on the quality of that. Um, you know, the relationships are deepening through the one-on-ones, and now you're starting to see re referrals happening and, and probably even beyond that, it's just people are getting together, developing relationships. Yeah. I know that's one of the tenets of the group is uh, relationships before referrals, right? So yeah. that's really the emphasis of the one-on-ones of the triads is to get to know people first because I don't think there's any of us opening up our databases to people that we don't know very well because, again, that's mm -hmm. your reputation, right? right. Uh, Roy, real quickly, uh, can, are Christians the only ones that can join this thing? 
Uh, I love that question, Bob, because the answer is no. You do not have to be a Christian. And the good news is in our Worthington chapter here in Columbus, uh, we have a what I would uh, declare non-traditional Hindu from India. Uh, and uh, after he came to our first meeting, I was able to uh, meet with him on a one-to-one a couple days later, and I spent several hours with him. And uh, he's an IT guy, a young guy in his 30s with a brand-new baby boy, and he understood the gospel. He was from that part of India where there, a lot of Christians are living, and it was mm-hmm. just a great experience to really walk out why we're doing this to share the gospel and and get more people in the kingdom and, and disciple at the same time. So very exciting opportunity for everybody. Yeah, so when you invite somebody that you don't know where they stand with faith or a person not faith, what, how do you let them know that this is what's going to happen in this uh, in this group? <laughs> Myself? Uh, yeah. As, as, as the MC, the president, or before yeah, they as come to the group? Or anybody that you meet that you invite to come to it. Yeah, I tell them it's got a, a Christian focus, but I say okay. you don't have to be a Christian to come. Yeah, and and just and I'll tell them what I just shared previously, what the seven G's are, and let them know, hey, there's a lot of people who love to meet you, so come on in. Okay, that's great. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> well, folks, listen a little bit more here. <clears throat> if you're hungry for increase uh, increase your business, are you hungry for business relationships that matter? They help you grow personally, professionally, and spiritually. Welcome to G7 Networking with Purpose, where we form relationships that lead to quality referrals and life transformation. Experience networking with others of like mind and spirit, monthly meetings that follow a powerful format that invites interaction and connection. Immerse yourself in the proprietary G7 app, sharing leads, prayer requests, and increased visibility. Get out there and check us out at g7networking.com. And stay tuned. We're going to be back here next Saturday on AM 1160, Faith Marketplace, and hope for your life.